Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Here is the sports editor for the Omaha World Herald, Sam McEwen. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Sam McEwen. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to throw the ball, and you just stand back there and throw it where you want to go. You know, and that kind of thing. Sam McEwen. Are you guys going? Um, sure. Now, Sam McEwen. I believe that our seniors, you know, they're winners. And I know how badly they want to win, how badly they want to finish with a win and, and get to a bowl game and all those different things. And um, sometimes you have to overcome <laughs> these circumstances and, and show back up you know, when you're kind of crushed to get there. And uh, I, um, I expect our guys will do that uh, versus a really tough Wisconsin team next week. And so, um, but that was the message. There, you know, there wasn't a lot of yelling and screaming. I know the guys, the guys played hard. They laid, their, laid all their heart and soul on the line, you know, Got guys banged up, other guys stepped in. You know, I just, uh, I just want them to learn from it and continue to get better. Kicking off hour number two here on Herd at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Robbie Lula, Andrew Rogers here with me, and we are joined now by our friend Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald on that War Horse Sportsbook Hotline. Sam, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. You seem like uh, you're in a much better mood on a Monday after the loss that we experienced than uh, <laughs> most people. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, my mood is not contingent on them winning and losing. I've been covering <laughs> the program for a long time. so um, And that's true. Like it's, it, it never has been. I, I, don't, I don't gauge my work on, on whether they win or lose. I don't have a... I don't have a choice, you know. I mean, the uh, the approval rate of Congress is low, but people got to cover it. So. <laughs> uh, Sam, I <laughs> Shane um, just got it. <laughs> he just started laughing. <laughs> uh, Sam, as you kind of look back at the game on Saturday, obviously the quarterback position is the hyper focus uh of most people myself included i I guess how much do you look at what we've seen from the quarterbacks now all three of them that are you know scholarship quarterbacks on the roster here how much do you look at it as an individual problem and how much have you started to look at it as hey maybe we have a marcus satterfield problem oh i mean i think there's things going on you know with 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 each one of those guys that um, maybe a little bit different. I think the sample size for Purdy is too small. Sure. Um, but, you know, his one drive, which was successful up until the last three plays of it, um, is contained two of, the, two of the more defining plays of the game. So things that, that really hurt him. Um, so, you know, you got to look at it that way. You know, I think with Jeff Sims uh, – you know, I, I think he's I think he's just not the guy that he was when he was at uh, when he was at Georgia Tech, and I don't know. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's uh, explanations for the final interception for sure. You know, I, I don't I don't know exactly. We'll, we'll find out today. What was trying to, Rule was trying to explain it, but 
I don't really know. Did did Sims not let the routes clear? Did he, you know, did he think Kempsel was going to do something else? I, I don't know. Uh, the fumble obviously shouldn't have happened, and that, that play just shouldn't have occurred. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did because, you know, Sims wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. I mean, you could watch that play a hundred times and know what he was supposed to do, and he didn't do it. He did what Anthony Grant likes to do, which is, you know, not run into the hole and try to go somewhere else. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, that's that's something that's that's unfortunate. Uh, and then you have Harburg, and and I just don't think Harburg's been, you know, a he's beat up, clearly. B he, he's not playing very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no other way to there's no other way to say that. And and uh, you know, for people who you know, you always have to have the <clears throat> the longer view and, and understand, you know, and, and preach caution where it's necessary. But some of what we're seeing with Harburg is just a byproduct of defenses adjusting, of playing power five defenses instead of, um, you know, Louisiana Tech and Northern Illinois and potentially, you know, not having Satterfield on the sideline. I, I don't I don't know. Um, you know, that's that's something to watch. But, you know, he's just not he just not playing very well. And one of the things that you can't do when you're a uh, head coach is, like, if your team doesn't play hard or if your team doesn't show the right edge or energy, you can do what Rule did after the Illinois game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can get worked up and fired up. But quarterback play, while to some degree it's about toughness, right, to a greater degree it's about all of the things. Mm-hmm. It's about precision and it's about discipline and it's about know-how and it's about a lot of different things. It isn't just about culture. Like your quarterback has to be larger than just your, like, culture. And so he can't afford to be Luke Reimer. You know, Reimer can run around and make plays and – Quarterbacks can do that for a while. But then people figure you out, million-dollar coaches, which is what Michigan State and Maryland have, and Purdue, I guess, to some degree, too. And then you have to adjust. And so I think that's one of the things they're working through. And it's the hardest position in sports. There's nothing harder. You know, there's just nothing harder. So um, Will knows that. And and, and I think you're going to see his response you know, shaped by the knowledge that you can't just come out and, and uh, you know, challenge everybody's manhood. That's just not how it works. I mean, the position's more complex than, than pure guts. And so uh, it's kind of a mess, for sure. Um, I don't know exactly how they're going to figure it out over the next two weeks, but they've got to get better play than they've gotten in the last three weeks. It wasn't great against Purdue either. Frankly, it wasn't that great against Northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just hasn't been real good. And so they've got to find a way to – get it a little bit better and if that means you got to be a little more modest then you're a little more modest um but they got to figure something out sam you mentioned that uh jeff sims isn't the same guy as he was at georgia tech although some people would say that he is exactly like he was at georgia tech with the turnovers what do you think like what do you personally think it, it was what nebraska was expecting to get out of jeff sims when he when he got here that was different than at georgia tech well, not a player who turns the ball over. I don't know how many total plays he's had this year, guys, but like, 
I think he was responsible for seven turnovers in the first two games. I can't remember exactly what the number was. Yeah, Sam, I and think I saw he's played, I think, right at 70 plays, and he's responsible for nine turnovers total now. Yeah, so certainly not that. You know, um, not not that. The, the, the fumble I can't Purdue was, you know, I was like, I just don't know if this guy can play again. I mean, that play was bizarre and strange yeah. and, um, so there was that play, and then there was, um, you know, the fumble on Saturday, and, and then they put him back out there. And uh, I don't know what else you could say other than this. I think the thought process is, well, he just fumbled, and now the game's tied. Let's go throw a deep pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what. So, you know, again, like, I, I don't. I understand, like, I think I understand. I'm not a coach. I'm not a former player. All right. I think I understand the concept behind we are going into the wind. We need a big play. We need a chunk play somewhere. We need to be able to provide that. We think we can beat their defense on man coverage. We don't think they're that disciplined. Nebraska was right about that. We think we can get these guys for a big one. We just have to scheme it up and protect our quarterback. And I'm sure it's extremely deflating to then see the decisions that are made. You know, Harburg had a touchdown on his interception. He had a touchdown. Billy Kemp is open for a touchdown. And I have to think Kemp is a primary read on that play, and Harburg just didn't throw it. He threw it to Fedoni, who was coming out of a break, um, and people might have thought Rule was talking about that Fedoni interception when he was talking about being animated. That was that was the interception that Sims' first interception, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't Harbor. Harbor just threw it high and wide of a guy who wasn't open mm-hmm. after ignoring a guy who was for a touchdown. So I you know I don't I don't know like I just don't I just don't know it's. It's challenging to talk about these things in such frank terms because we've done it a lot over the course of, like, covering the team. And, like, nobody wants to be rude because the team's won five games, which is more than any team at Nebraska since 2018. And you have to have some acknowledgement of that, and I think you have to keep things in context. Um, But simultaneously, you know, it appears that they could have won eight by now. Like they, yeah, they could have had Iowa season. Easy. I don't think there was much keeping them from the Iowa season. It's the worst Big Ten, you know, Big Ten we've we've ever seen. And so, um, outside of two teams, Penn State's not even very good. No, I mean, uh, I, they've obviously been a bust. So, um, there just was great opportunity here, and, and it feels like it's been frittered away, um, based on players that just don't appear to always know what they're doing. And that's too bad. Like it's it's not, it's too bad. They, 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 they basically told Casey Thompson thanks, but no thanks. And they didn't say it in those terms, but, of course, Casey got hurt. So maybe Casey would have gotten hurt again, but, man, you know, uh, he could have done a lot of the things that they're doing right now. He could have done quite well. So it's too bad. We're talking with Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. So, Sam, if you were a betting man, uh, who would you place the wager on taking the first snap at quarterback on, on Saturday? If Harburg's healthy, I would say Harburg. Uh, you know, I think, and I think they'll work really hard on getting him ready for sure. Um, it's possible that Chuba can do it. You know, I, I don't. Um, 
they must have been really concerned about his injury that um, that they thought that this Sims was the because Sims burned his you know he can't redshirt right he burned it his five games I don't, I don't maybe they'll try to and everybody tries this stuff now it's like well he only played one play in the one game and I, what a, maybe they'll try that I I don't know but he he just played his fifth game and uh, you know he he just didn't look prepared. I mean, he just didn't mm-hmm. look ready to to play. Um, and so, Purdy comes in, and, you know, I mean, I, again, Purdy made the mistake that he made late, but and I don't mean the pass. I, the, I, you know, improvising a run call there was, was a mistake, but but he looked, you know, more spry and more aware of what was going on than, than Sims did. So, um, I would think, you know, Purdy's your your number two, but they must have thought he had a real issue uh, to not play him, uh, not even give him a shot. Um, I don't know. It's this is this is this is tough territory because again, Matt Rule could have hired a lot of people for one point four million dollars. A lot of people would have taken a job at Nebraska. Uh, Jake Peets apparently wasn't one of them, but but he could have hired a lot of people, and he hired his close friend. Uh, whose offenses have turned the ball over pretty consistently uh, wherever he's gone, and and this is what has happened. I mean, it's 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 a tough it's a tough conversation because again, it, it puts reporters in the position of asking questions that if you look at the current media pool at Nebraska, it's just not what Bo Pelini was facing. We need to be honest. Like Bo, Bo had a had a much tougher inquisi- group of inquisitors. Um, than than what we're at now. I mean, I think, and part of that's because Nebraska was more successful as a program uh, when when Bo took over and was was doing what he was doing. Um, but you know, this this offense, the way it's operating, and of course the injuries don't help. But the way this offense is operating makes the 2009 offense look pretty darn good. So, you know, that that's the challenge of this moment. Is is it? It's just pretty bad. And you know, um, we'll we'll see what the we'll see what the conversation is uh, this week. What, what what I'll say is is that it's okay if we don't we don't spend too much this week on the locker room speeches and all that. <laughs> I think fans want to know. I'm serious now. I mean, this is we they're good at this. Nebraska's really good at this. Yeah, they're good. They're good at being able to say, you know, of, of saying whatever's going on on the field, we're good people. Noted. You know, noted. Now be good at football. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. And believe me, I hear it from people, and they really appreciate all of that stuff. It's good. Sure. Noted. Noted. Um, that, that doesn't have anything to do with the five turnovers. And, the, and you, you, can, you can do all those things and only turn it over once, too. So, you know, some of it is uh, we're the people that are there to ask the questions and maybe – Maybe you know there comes a point where we don't necessarily have to focus it on you know the, the 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 building blocks of culture because I think the culture is actually quite sound. Quarterback play isn't necessarily about about morals; it's it's about other things, and, and that's where they're not as good as they could be. Uh, Sam, I, do you think we'll be having a conversation in a couple of weeks about whether or not Marcus Satterfield is returning? We may be having it. Whether or not Matt Rule wants to have it is another question. And he may not, it may not, he may feel like, um, 
you know, hey, you know what? This guy's doing what I'm asking him to do. I'm asking him to 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 to, to design big plays and to try to get our offense going. And if you think we're going to run, you know, you think we're going to chunk out 17 play drives for 79 yards and touchdowns all the time, you're you're delusional. Like he could say that, and it, I wouldn't. He wouldn't. I don't think he'd necessarily be wrong in saying it. Saying, well, what do you want us to do? Just just hand the ball off to Emmett Johnson 37 times and have him gain 107 yards, and, and then we score six points. But we, but we can laudably claim that we didn't turn it over. Like you know, I mean, you have. There's some risk to it. You got to take some risks. You got to put a few things on the line, and and uh, you know, quote Tom Osborne, "Gall darn it." I mean, some of these things are open, and that you know, it, the question becomes, why aren't they? Why aren't they making the plays that are available to them? Um, just because they would be big plays doesn't mean that they were the wrong ones to make. I think the third down call at the end of the game is definitely one that you know rule that I think you can second guess. Um, Heinrich Harburg at midfield having an opportunity to hit Billy Kemp on a go route from the slot for a touchdown, and instead he throws an interception to a player that he probably didn't need to throw to. Is I don't think that's Marcus Satterfield's fault, other than the fact that like what. What are we teaching during the week that would that would that would lead the quarterback to do that instead of just taking the obvious big play? Um, and I just don't know that that's what's tricky about it. Since sometimes players just don't do what you'd hope they would do, and you gotta you gotta examine whether or not that's the player or that's the coach. The challenge is player coaches make so much money now that we expect them to be perfect, and they're not perfect. And uh, so that's part of the challenge is that with the more money that goes into the sport, the more likely everybody is willing to make a change because they figure that somebody's making all this money, so they got to be right all the time. Coaches are human too. So I'm not necessarily trying to defend Satterfield, but what I'm saying is that like it's it's a complex situation, and they have done such an incredible job of focusing on the you know the fiber and the character of the team and what they want in terms of the fight, the edge, and all that. They've established that. Now I think it comes down to, hey, making heady plays and precision and and managing a game well. And those aren't necessarily things you can get just by, you know, off season workouts. Those are things that you have to to uh, to improve on, uh, from a in, in different ways. And so I think that's the thing they're working through, if that makes sense. Yeah, Sam, I, I guess I mean sometimes I understand what you're saying, but I- with Satterfield specifically, and you know, you talk about the money, and and I don't, I mean, I don't personally care about what assistants make because I mean, it's not my money. What you know, what difference does it make to me? But right. in, we're not asking for perfection here from Satterfield, right? We're asking no. for like not the worst turnover team we've ever seen, like which is a, a very different bar, right? Like so, that's where I have a hard time, you know, even with the injuries and stuff like that, because I feel like I've been pretty gracious with Satterfield up until this point because of that. Sure. But there's just a point where you're like, hey, at, and, and like you said, he's got a history of having offenses that turn the ball over. At some point, do you just kind of have to, the same way we look at the quarterbacks and say, hey, this is a guy that can't do X, Y, and Z. At, like, at what point do you have to look at Satterfield and be like, hey, this is who this guy is? Yeah, I think that's perfectly legitimate. Um, you know, I think, I think there's something to be said for that. I'm sure he's going to get some, you know, rule get some hard questions at Satterfield rule, too. And they'll have to they'll have to address those. And again, I, I, I'm not trying to necessarily defend it. Um, the offense is is bad for sure. Uh, I and and the quarterback play is is bad. 
you know, I, I, I just, I think what I would say is uh, part of my job, I think part is to, is to just try to dig, dig into it mm-hmm. and try to figure out what the dynamics are. And, you know, the guy goes up to the box, the offense got worse. It did. Yeah. It got worse. You know, he's been up in the box for three weeks and the offense didn't improve. They scored 31 points against Purdue, but come on. I mean, we, we know how that happened and we kind of saw it, you know, we saw how they scored and, and, um, you know, in the last week it wasn't good at Michigan State, and you know it was it was bad this week. So, you know, like what what, what what's happened? Well, you know, the last four games they haven't been very good on offense. How, how do you fix that? How, what do you what do you examine? Why why are they turning the ball over so much in the fourth quarter? Um, you know, the time when they say they want to be at their very best is when they are they are turning the ball over a lot. And uh, you know, are they asking players to do things they can't do? And, 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 and all those other things. One of the fundamental challenges of it is that they decided, you know, Matt Rule decided to hire Marcus Satterfield, one. Mm-hmm. Two, together they thought that Jeff Sims was going to be the quarterback for this team. For whatever reason, he hasn't, A, well, he wasn't healthy, but, but he also just isn't, he wasn't the guy. Like, he wasn't the guy at, at Minnesota, and he wasn't the guy at Colorado. And then when he came back on Saturday, after many, many weeks of, you know, hopefully getting better and, you know, thinking about those things, he fumbles the ball in a situation where it was completely his, his, his fault. Like it wasn't, oh, man, you know, bad protection. He had a quarterback counter for three yards. He turned it down to try to run around an entire defense. He couldn't do it, and they knocked the ball. And, you know, that to me, that's just textbook. And then, again... Then he goes back out there, and it's like, let's throw a big pass. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, some of some of the stuff just just begs questioning, and we'll we'll see where it goes. Sam, you mentioned uh, Satterfield up in the box quickly here. Got about one forty-five. I I read your story over the weekend and um, saw the statistics that you compiled on Harburg since he's gone up into the box. A uh, couple of things. How important do you think it is for him to move back down to coach his quarterback on the sideline, or do you think this was kind of like a coaching move uh, for Rule to move him up to the box so he could be the coach for Harburg on the sidelines? Um, if that's one piece of it, or if that's not a piece of it at all, and it is what we've been talking about with Satterfield and um, some incompetence, you know, if that's too harsh of a term, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, do you ever see Rule possibly taking over play calling duties? I don't, um, but you know, maybe uh, I. I no, I. I think Satterfield went up there because you can see the game better, okay. and I think that's where his natural desire is to be. And that doesn't mean I. All I'm saying is that since he went up to the box, Harvard's play has not improved. So, you know, the play design has a. Maybe the play design is better, but the play at quarterback is better. Mm-hmm. Maybe 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 Adam D. Michelle can can resolve that as the the quarterback, whatever. Um, so you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe Rule can can take it back over. That's entirely possible. But um, I think Satterfield will finish it out. Maybe we'll be surprised by news today. I don't know. That is Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Good stuff today, Sam. We appreciate you as always. 
Take care, man. Hey, thanks, Sam. We could have kept him for an hour. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've still got – we didn't even get – I wanted to ask about the offensive line. I wanted to ask about – I mean, so many things uh, and a lot of questions, good questions coming in on our YouTube channel as well. Keep those coming in. We've got more of Herd at Sports Radio coming up next.